Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk. This is Anika Height, and I am bringing you all the latest COVID-19 news and everything surrounding it. It is Friday night, April 12th, 2020. Most celebrated, it is Easter. I hope this message finds you well, and if you're hearing my voice, you made it another day. Let's talk. As we do at the beginning of every show, we go over numbers. I'm pretty sure a lot of you have been inundated with information about deaths and contractions. And this is the way we start the show. It puts together a context for everything else. So please bear with us as we go through today's updates. Coronavirus cases are coming close to 2 million. In the U.S., we have crossed the half million mark at 560,000 cases with 133 new cases. As the U.S. stays hopeful of a restart soon, some people are saying that that may not be possible as China reports its highest number of new coronavirus cases in nearly six weeks. This may cause a bit of an upset on the domestic front. On Monday, China reported its highest number of new coronavirus cases, with the majority involving people returning from other countries. After a period where the number of infections seemed to level off, the uptick has heightened fears of a second wave and led to new constraints on travel. Meanwhile, the U.S. continues to debate when and how it will roll back restrictions that have closed portions of the economy, with some members of the Trump administration cautioning that May 1st may not be a realistic target. Here are some significant developments. Italy reported its lowest daily death toll since March 19th on Sunday as the number of people in intensive care continues to decline. Chinese cities near the Russian border introduced more stringent quarantine requirements and stricter border controls amid an uptick in new coronavirus cases, as we stated many from people returning from Russia. Oil-producing nations, including the United States, Russia, and Saudi Arabia, have agreed to cut their output by 10% in response to the significant drop in demand during the global pandemic. The cutback of 9.7 million barrels is slated to go into effect May 1st. Oil futures rose more than 4% today. President Trump retweeted a call to fire Dr. Fauci, his top infectious disease specialist, on Sunday evening. Smithfield Foods, one of the largest pork processing facilities in the U.S., said it will close until further notice, a foreboding sign of how the coronavirus may affect the labor-intensive meatpacking industry. Viral video shows African workers being evicted. The World Health Organization is accusing Taiwan of racism. 
A Chinese-backed head of the World Health Organization accuses Taiwan of stoking racism on Wednesday as scores of Africans living in the city of Guangzhou were being evicted from their homes over claims they were importing coronavirus into the city. An unnamed Nigerian student living in Guangzhou told the BBC on Thursday there are up to 100 people living on the streets and they want to go back to their country. He says they have no house, no food, no hotel. He doesn't know what the problem is with China and says everywhere that Africans live, they are being pushed away. These forced evictions were predicated by online rumors that coronavirus was spreading among Africans living in Guangzhou, which was one of the largest African communities in China. BBC News reports why coronavirus is hitting the African-American community so hard. Cities of Chicago, New Orleans, Las Vegas, and states of Maryland and South Carolina are among those now starting to report data based on race and show an overrepresentation of victims who are black. While some of this could be due to the long-standing inequality issues in the U.S., other reasons perhaps are more unexpected and could potentially have been dealt with. Majority black counties have three times the rate of infection and nearly six times the rate of deaths as majority white counties. And there are a few reasons citing why this is a fact. Data has long shown black Americans have higher rates of hypertension, heart disease, diabetes, and lung disease, making underlying health conditions and lack of access to care as one of the major contributing factors. In addition, black people are more likely to work in jobs that put workers in close contact with others who might be in poor health and that makes engaging in social distancing difficult. There's also the fact of insufficient information. Kanisha Grant, a political science professor at Howard University, focuses on black voters' relationships with state and local governments. She says poor information from government leaders has shaped black people's experience with coronavirus. She states that mixed messages from Trump's administration and some governors in states with large black population caused confusion. Most black Americans, nearly 60%, live in the South. States like Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia are all headed by governors whose messaging on how to stay safe was often inconsistent with the guidelines of the federal government. I'd like to thank you for streaming Let's Talk tonight. We hope that you've been informed and enlightened and also that you are practicing safe social distancing and staying safe for your family and the ones that you love. Please feel free to leave a comment and feedback. We welcome all of your comments. Once again, thank you for tuning in and streaming the show. Stay safe and stay low.